0: You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check out our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to check out some more information about us and see what's going on this month on our events calendar. Lastly, follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. Oh, come on, church. Not for me, but for God. Come on, give God some praise tonight. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Well, first of all, I just want to give God all the glory and honor and, you know, just, you know, it's, it's what an awesome privilege and, you know, that we could come up and, you know, we have opportunity here in the church to give God glory, amen? Coming up here is giving God glory, you know, and just praising him. And to our pastors as well, we have some awesome pastors, right? Um, Amen? Come on, amen? Thank you. (laughs) We do, church. Uh, I just want to share just a little testimony before I get started. Um, Because some, apparently, there's, there's a couple of people that didn't know certain things about us. And um, so I just want to share just a, just, just a little bit, just a tiny bit. But um, back in 2002 was when um, I started coming to the church. And actually my kids are the ones who brought me here. And, um, you know, I was here for a little while and then I left, you know, came back. You know, I was gone for about probably almost a year when I came. And uh, when I had left, I took off, I left to New Mexico, which is kind of funny, because that's where my babies are at now, you know, they're in New Mexico. And um, when I came back to PCLV, it was uh, probably like in 2000, 2003 was when I came back. You know, I was here, you know, but not here, you know. It was barely starting to get back in again. you know, still caught up in certain things, and, you know, and uh, those I could talk to you one on one if you want to know, <laughs> you know, but there was just certain things that, that God was still getting rid of, you know. And, um, but I didn't run anymore, I didn't take off, I didn't allow things to come and take me out, you know. I, I may not have been here, let's say spiritually, but I was here physically. I did not leave, you know, the church. You know, and uh, but no matter what, you know, I had. We have awesome pastors that, you know, pray for you. You know, they prayed for me. They prayed for us. You know, they they helped me raise my kids at that time. You know, they taught us. They encouraged us. They prayed for us. They disciplined us, or me, I should say, um, which I thank God for because we all need we all need that. We all need that correction because we could go on thinking that we don't do anything wrong, right? We could go on thinking that we need that one person or we need those certain people in our lives to, to bring correction, and I thank God for that because it did help me. You know, it taught me, you know, what not to do and what I should be. You know, praying for us, um, you know, they went through, as well as the church, you know, going through what we went through with Monique. You know, when Fino came home, Yeah. They guided us. They guided our marriage. They still guide our marriage, and I thank God for that. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> then the day came when uh, Pastor did a beautiful, beautiful going-home celebration service for, for Monique, and I don't think I've ever thanked for that. Um, you know, of course, back then, you know, people say, yeah, I was there, and I'm like, you were? I don't remember, you know, and of course, I you know. I don't, you know, and um, a lot of things, but I thank you for that day. You know, pastor came in, and he did a beautiful service, and he was sick, church. Pastor was sick that day, you know, and that's why I could say, man, I have some awesome pastors. He was sick, 103 fever, and he was there just, you know, sending my daughter home. Just a beautiful message that he brought, you know, and, um, and it was just, it was awesome, you know, and um, so I thank God for them. I thank them. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think we say it enough sometimes. We thank God. We thank God for, for things that go on. We thank God for, you know, placing us in this church. We thank God for getting us through certain things, but sometimes we forget to actually tell people, I think. Sometimes we forget that, and of course we forget sometimes with God, but I just want to thank you guys. I want to thank you, pastors. You know, you guys done so much for us. You know, and you continue to do so much for us. You know, and, and you loved on my kids when I was learning to love correctly, amen? And I thank you guys, I love you both so much. First of all, I just want to start with a little story I read. <laughs> I thought it was funny, but then again, I pretty much laugh at everything, so. I hope you guys enjoy it. So um, it's, a, it's a student, theological college in, uh, in the United States. Bernard, uh, I'm going to tear up his last name. I'm going to say Travilli, uh, was playing basketball with some friends. They were using the court at a nearby school where a friendly old janitor would patiently wait until they finished their game before locking up. One day, Bernard noticed this janitor was reading the Bible. In fact, he discovered the old janitor was reading the book of Revelation. Bernard was surprised. It was a difficult book to interpret, even for highly trained Bible students. Do you understand it? asked Bernard. Oh, yes, I understand it, the janitor replied. Now, Bernard was really intrigued. Here was this book that baffled scholars. That was the focus of every conspiracy theory known to humanity. This old man, a janitor, with little formal education, claimed to understand it. You understand the book of Revelation? What do you think it means, asked Bernard. The old man looked up at him and very quietly said, it means that Jesus is going to win. Boom, boom. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But Jesus is going to win. I mean, I think sometimes we... We complicate the Word of God when it's just, when it's simple. Amen? We complicate. We complicate our walk with God at times because it's actually simple, guys. You know, I mean, myself, I've complicated so many things. I've twisted. I turned. I know. I fought. I, you know, but it's very simple. Jesus is going to win which means we are going to win. Hello, right? Jesus is going to win. And that right there, when I read that, I was like, perfect, you know. We complicate the word of God sometimes. When it's simply, it's easy. It's basic instructions before leaving earth, amen? Let us not complicate it. We, 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 have a, we have complicated things already, you know. We go through things already. We don't need to complicate the word of God. Amen. Father, I just thank you, Lord, for tonight, God. Lord, I pray, Father God, that I step, Father God, out of your way, Father. And, Lord, I ask you, God, that you, Father God, just use me, use me as a vessel, Lord. You speak through me, Father God. Let your voice, Father God, be heard, Father God. Lord, not my voice, Father God, but yours, Lord. I thank you, Father God, that you send your Holy Spirit, Father God, Father God, to lead us, Lord God, and to guide us, Lord God. And I thank you for this night, Father God, this opportunity, God, that you have given me, Father God. Father God, that using me, Father God, to share, Father God, your word and what you've placed in my heart, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, and the church says, amen. Thank you, Lord. So, like Pastor said, we've been hearing a lot about the voice different messages, different ways of, of, of interpretation, what we've been hearing, and it's been really good. I know um, Sister Elizabeth, I was blessed last Wednesday, amen, I was blessed last Wednesday with uh, Sister Elizabeth's mes- message, and I, you know, I just had to go and, you know, I had to go tell her, you know what, that it it spoke to me because it's things that I was dealing with and that... I was going through, or that I even am still going through, you know, some of it, and, and, and it really blessed me, and I was like, man, that's it. That's what I'm going, you know, somebody else, you know, and, you know, who, who, who was going through it, who's overcame it, who's, you know, gotten through it, and, you know, and that's what hearing messages are about church. That's what's hearing the word of God. It's coming, and it's bringing encouragement, and, you know, and it's just changing our, changing our way of thinking and our thoughts. You know, but when Pastor brought out this, uh, brought out the banner earlier in the year, because of where I was at during that time, I was like, mm, okay, the voice. The only thing I could think about was the the show on TV, <laughs> the voice. <laughs> or if you watch the Spanish stations, like my mom, it's La Voz, you know. and uh, But uh, that's the... Honest, I'm going to be honest with you, that was the first thing. I seen the voice, and I just I thought of the show, you know, and, and I was like, okay, you know, the voice, the voice of God. That was the only, the only thing, the voice of God. That's it. Nobody else's voice, no other voices, no other way of hearing, no, nothing. You know, I was just like, all right, you know. But like I said, it was because of where I was at during that time. I didn't give it, you know, I didn't allow it to, um, you know, to do anything, actually, you know, to be honest with you. Um, reading the, the scripture, the voice calling the wilderness, that he is the voice, took me a little bit, you know, to, you know, to bring, to get an understanding. You know, but we've been hearing different messages, and so that's helping. You know, I hope that's been helping you guys. I hope that's been encouraging you guys getting an understanding of his voice using our voice, being the voice for the city, being the voice to each other, amen? When Pastor texts us about preaching, believe me, I hesitated for a very, 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 very long time. <laughs> it took me a while. But God was, I think God was already dealing with me. And it's so funny on how he does because he, um, he put the title, you know, he gave me like, okay, this is what you're going to preach about. But that's all I'm giving you right now. So then I'm there, okay, God. I need you to tell me what else, you know. I need you to show me what else. And I'm, you know, they're struggling, and then he's like, well, you've already, you've already started on that. You've already started on, on that message before. You know, your life, of course. Our life is a testimony, amen. Our life is a message, right? Our life is a sermon. Amen, church? Everything that we go through, it's to encourage others, it's to preach about, it's to come in and just share what God did for you. Amen? So in Joshua 1, verse 1 to 3 says, if you guys want to turn there or take notes, after the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, Moses, my servant is dead, therefore... The time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I am giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set your foot, you will be on land I have given you. Amen. So the word that God was dropping on me and uh, what he dropped in my spirit is um, our voice of triumph. Amen. Our voice of triumph, our voice of praise. That right there church is the title of my message tonight. Our voice of triumph, our voice of praise. Joshua hearing the voice of God encouraging him on what he is to do. You see church, in order for us to have a voice of praise or a voice of triumph, we either had to have gone through something, overcame something, or we're going through it now. You know, whether it's a battle, a trial, sickness, whatever it may be. We get through it by encouragement. Amen? We get through it by reading his word because we know his word is full of encouragement. It's full of instruction for us. Someone is there encouraging you through the struggle, through the pain, through the fight. And when we get through it, we shout the victory with a voice of triumph. It starts with encouraging others that they too... Can overcome those difficult situations, those scary moments in life that seem impossible to get through. Encouraging ourselves. I remember Pastor Maria asking me one time, well, you know, are you encouraging yourself? You know, she's asked me that probably a few times, several times. But I know she's also said it we have to encourage ourselves, church. You know, whether it's in the mirror, you're in the mirror, and you're saying, you could do this, or God loves you, you know, you're, you're a daughter of the Most High King, <laughs> winking at yourself, <laughs> you know, whatever it may be. We got to encourage ourselves too, you know. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's times I could be at work and, you know, and I'm talking to somebody and I'm saying, and it's like, it's not just for you, it's, it's me too. And I'm like that and I'm going all cross-eyed. We have to encourage ourselves, you know. And some of us, it could be hard. You know, sometimes it could be hard to do that. Believe me, I, I, I know it can be. Amen? <laughs> you look cute today. <laughs> Encouraging myself. Exactly. Even when it's down to that. Even down to that. I mean, you have to sometimes. I mean, us women, ladies, we judge ourselves so harshly all the time. You know? We're doing a biggest loser challenge at work right now, you know, and you want to know what that encouragement is on doing it, and going through it, is money right now. I just got in it. That pot is up to $2,500. I need you guys to pray for me. Pray for me. $2,500. <laughs> Come on. It's like, oh, yeah, there's CCCN employees. Yeah. I can't imagine being Joshua and hearing God tell me, that I'm going to lead the people into the promised land. I like how how God said, these people. You're going to lead these people in. Amen? Can I tell you something? We do. When we're discipling someone, we're leading them to Christ, we're teaching them Jesus. Amen? We're leading them somewhere, right? We're teaching them something, right? I hope we are. I hope I am, you know. Let me tell you that for some, some of the times or most of the times, it can be scary discipling somebody. You don't want to lead them the wrong way. Just like Pastor says, he's, he's accountable for what he tells us. We're accountable for what we tell people as well. You know, we're accountable for what we say to each other. When it's that one-on-one and they're going through something, we could, if we're not careful, we could say just one little wrong word that could, like, totally confuse them, you know? And the only way we know that, we're, that, that we could be confident is that, is, of course, being in the Word of God, seeking God, praying before we go meet that person. God, give me those right words to, to say, to encourage, to speak life, amen? Of course, we don't want to say or do anything wrong or say something wrong that will hurt them. We want to encourage them to stay in the fight, to gain the victory, because when they receive it, we receive it as well. Amen? We get joy when we see our brothers and sisters, unless you get a little jelly, which I hope not. But we get joy when we see our brothers and sisters getting blessed. (laughs) Do you not know what jelly meant? (laughs) You get a little jelly. Sorry. Get a little jealous. (laughs) Interpret. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) But, yes, we want to encourage people, you know, because, like I said, when we encourage them and they get through it and we see them getting through it and we see them fighting through it, pressing in, they get the victory. And because of that, we receive it as well. Amen. The Lord told Joshua in chapter 1, verse 6 to 7, be strong and courageous. For you are the one who will lead these people to to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Like how he added that, very courageous. Amen? Because we do, it takes courage. It takes courage. I think sometimes we hold back on going and being that person that's going to lift somebody up because we're afraid of rejection. Amen? If you want to be honest, we're afraid of rejection a lot of the times. What are they going to say? Especially if it's somebody at work, you know, somebody at the grocery store, you're in line. What are they going to say? Amen? See, Moses taught Joshua. He encouraged him. He led him. And Joshua listened to the voice of Moses and took heed to what he was learning. The rest of that scripture says, do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left, then you will be successful in everything you do. Amen. A couple of verses down, um, he tells them, he's telling Joshua, do not, do not be afraid. Amen. Be strong and very courageous. Because wherever you go, the Lord God is with you. Amen? The Lord God is with us wherever we go. You know, he's he's speaking life. He's encouraging him. But he's also telling that he is going to gain victory because the Lord, your God, is with you wherever you go. Now imagine with me just for a moment. You guys there for a minute? Start imagining. (laughs) Let me tell you what to imagine first. (laughs) God is telling you that you're leading a people into a land that they have to fight, that they have to fight for, Go into battle, literally going to war. Uh, you're going to get a little freaked out, right? You get doubtful about your abilities, but, you t- but he tells you that it's filled with milk and honey, that land that you're going to, amen, that land that you're about to take. You know what, church? We don't have to imagine because he already told us. He already told us that what, what we're going to gain, you know, be very strong. He said, be very strong, be very courageous, you know, that we are going to take that. You know what? It's been said. His word says that there will be trials, there will be pain, but take heart, I have overcome the world. That right there, he's already told us that we're going to, that we are going to take a land that's Filled with milk and honey now. Literally not milk and honey, you know. But what does that mean to you? To me, I see heaven. I see heaven. Everything that we go through, church, is for what? To gain life, amen? Life everlasting. I see heaven. Just like the story we read... It means Jesus is gonna win. He has overcome the world. Jesus is gonna win, amen? Come on, Jesus is gonna win, church. And because Jesus wins, we win. We're on the winning team, amen? We are on the winning team, church. Come on, thank you, Jesus. If we don't lose our voice of triumph, our voice of praise, amen? So right now, you're probably wondering why or wondering what has it got to do with encouraging, voice of triumph, voice of praise, well, I'll tell you. Do you remember that, um, when was it, when was Shotgun preaching, February? Somewhere on there. I spoke about Deborah and Barrett. I had to listen to the audio again, the Bible, the Bible app, so I could get his name right. <laughs> I kept wanting to say Barack or whatever. It's Barak. <laughs> I kept hearing it. And how God told Barak to go and fight the Caesarean army. God used Deborah, her voice, to tell him that God will give him victory. And in Judges 4:14, Deborah told Barak, get ready. This is a day the Lord will give you victory, for the Lord is marching ahead of you. So not only is she telling him that the Lord is going to give victory. At the same time, she's encouraging him, saying the Lord is marching ahead of you. Amen? She's reminding him you're not alone. But you are going to take this land. You are going to gain victory. But you're not going to do it alone. Amen? You're not going to go into that army. You're not going to go into that battle. You're not going into that fight. You're not doing it alone. The Lord is marching ahead of you. Amen? The Lord is marching ahead of you guys. He's marching ahead of me. Amen, church? I'm in a new office right now, and man. The other day I was like walking around, I was like, mm, I'm a little bored. Well, I should never have said that because then came Tuesday morning. It was 8.45. I started at 8.30, and I already had an angry patient on the, on the phone, <laughs> you know. But the Lord is marching ahead of me. I have all girls. I only have, there's only one guy out of, I think, like 18 or, I don't know. it's only one guy, so it's all females, including my office manager, as far as the front office area, you know. And, uh, and yeah, you know, there's a lot of girls. Girls in itself, it should tell you how that day is, you know, how that office is. But... Uh, I was just saying that yeah, um, earlier today, I was telling one of the girls because it, it was a huge argument and I was telling her, you know what? I know God has me here for a purpose. God has me here for a reason. And I was just sharing with her how in the other office that, you know, things would be happening and, and in the morning time I would get there and just go up and down and I would pray for my office and pray for the people and, you know, and and, and there was times where I would forget or I would hurry up and get on my computer and just start working. I go, but for the most part, I pray for the office. And I go, and I know that's why God has me here because there's a whole lot of drama that we need to pray, you know. And I go, and thankfully, I have another sister in Christ that I'm back with in the same office that um, I know with me and her that we could bombard heaven for our office right there. But I need to remember that the Lord is marching with me. He's going ahead of me there, right? He's going ahead of you wherever you're going, wherever you're going, whatever work, job, whatever the situation may be, he is going ahead of you, church. Joshua 1.9 says, this is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. He is encouraging us. Then he goes on to say that, it, that he is with us where we go getting the victory because he is with us. He's there with you. Think about a time in your Christian walk that you that you were in it deep, that you were going through it, going through some hard times, going through some pain, and someone came and just spoke life into you, into those dry areas. And they gave you just, it was, it could have been just like one little word. It could have just been, I love you, sis, I love you, bro. Whatever it may have been, and it lifted you up, amen? It just lifted you up. It encouraged you. It lifted your spirits. And then you hear an awesome message that it felt like it was specifically for you. Kind of like how I felt last Wednesday. It was specifically for me. And you walk out encouraged and feeling victorious. That's all it takes, church, is just that word of encouragement. Jesus is going to get you through it. You could take this. You could overcome this, sis. You could overcome this, bro. Just continue Press on, Jesus got your back, you know. Whatever the words you, you use, that's going to encourage that person, amen. Proverbs 16:20 says, those who listen to instruction will prosper. Those who trust the Lord will be joyful. Psalms 112, verse 8, they are confident and fearless and can face their foes triumphantly. So now we're going to go back to looking into having a voice of triumph. Joshua 6, verse 1 to 16. We're going to read, church. Now the gates of Jericho were tightly shut because the people were afraid of the Israelites. No one was allowed to go out, go in or out. But the Lord said to Joshua, I have given you Jericho, its kings and its strong warriors. You and your fighting men should march around the town once a day for six days. Seven priests will walk ahead of the ark, each carrying a ram's horn. On the seventh day, you are to march around the town seven times with the priest blowing the horns. When you hear the priest give one long, one long blast on the ram's horn, have all the people shout as loud as they can. Then the walls of the town will collapse, and the people can charge straight into the town. So Joshua, together, called together the priests and said, take up the ark and the Lord's covenant, and assigned seven priests to walk in front of it, each carrying a ram's horn. Then he gave the orders to the people, march around the town, and the armed men will lead the way in front of the ark of the Lord. After Joshua spoke to the people, the seven priests with the ram's horn started marching in the presence of the Lord, blowing the horns as they marched. You see, that was their form of worshiping, amen? They were blowing the horns as they marched. The ark of the Lord's covenant followed behind them. Some of the armed men marched in front of the priests with the horns and some behind the ark. The priests continually blowing the horns. Do not shout. Do not even talk, Joshua commanded. Not a single word from any of you until I tell you to shout. Then you shout. So the ark of the Lord was carried around the town once that day and then everyone returned to spend the night in camp. Joshua got up earlier the next morning, and, and the priests again carried the ark of the Lord. The seven priests with the ram's horn marched in front of the ark of the Lord, blowing their horns again, and armed men marched both in front of the priests with the horns and behind the ark of the Lord. All this time, the priests were blowing their horns. On the second day, they did it again, marched around the town once and returned to camp. They followed this pattern for six days. On the seventh day, the Israelites got up at dawn and marched around the town as they had done before, but this time they went around the town seven times. Now, I don't know how big the town of Jericho is, but that's a whole lot of walking. They marched it seven times around. The seventh time around, as the priests sounded the long blast on their horns, Joshua commanded the people to shout. For the Lord has given you the town. And they did. They shouted. Amen. They, give, they gave out a shout of triumph, a shout of victory. And as, as they shouted, Joshua said, For the Lord has given you the town. The Israelites received instructions. They were encouraged and they shouted with the voice of triumph, with the voice of praise, because they were, because with the horns, the horns that were leading the, the covenant of the ark. That was, like I said, their form of worshiping. That's why it's so important when, we're, when we get ready to worship in the beginning of service, amen? We're distracting the enemy. So the Israelites received instruction and they shouted and they took the promised land to them. Those walls came crumbling down. That's how we gotta see our situations. We need to shout. We need to worship through it, praising Jesus we need to worship, amen? I think, was it a 14th Street, I believe? I think I, I had um, one of the messages that I had preached over there, a shotgun, I believe it was, was shouting through, your, um, shouting through your trials, I believe it was, or praising through your trials, it was. And that's what we gotta do. We gotta, we gotta worship through it, amen? First Chronicles 16, 31, 33 says, let the heavens be glad and the earth rejoice. Tell all the nations the Lord reigns. Let the sea and everything in it shout his praise. Let the fields and their crops burst out with joy. Let the trees of the forest sing for joy before the Lord, for he is coming to judge the earth. Psalms 150 verse 6 says, let everything that breathes sing praises to the, to the Lord. Psalm 61 one says, shout joyful praises to God, all the earth. So all of this right here, yes, we are to shout. We are to praise and praise through it, church. And this all may sound easier said than done. Right? I mean, it could sound like, it could sound easy. Just praise. Just praise him. You're going through something, just praise him. You know, we tell people, and they're probably looking at us like, yeah, okay, you know. But it's true, though. It's so true. You know, I've been there where I was, nope, I don't want to. Been there, done that. But why? You know, this right here and tightening up, that puts so much stress on your body, you know? You see the little frown thing right here, you know, the wrinkles, why? Why, you know? Like I said, we make it complicated. We're all tense, shoulders are all tight. Now you need a massage, you know? But what if I tell you I experienced, I experienced that firsthand giving praise through, through a battle, giving praise through a, through a tragic life-altering moment that hit us, amen? We hear everything from the Bible. We hear all these scriptures and what they went through, and, and that encourages us to do it. But they went through it, and now we're starting to go through ours, amen? But until you actually see that person, in which there's many witnesses here, our pastors, we've heard their testimonies of what they've gone through, but I could tell you that I know a person personally, that did just that, that praised God through something. You guys want to know who?: Talk to the church. you guys want to know who?: Somatic yeah. pause. It was my husband, huh? (laughs) It was my husband. He did it. Which is um, crazy, because anybody who knows my husband or knows his past, uh, knows the type of person that he was, to, to hear that he could do something like that, you know, um, the morning of when, uh, our daughter passed away, and this is something that apparently not everybody knows, you know, of course, the new, the new people that are here, but apparently Charlene didn't know, and I thought she did, and, um, so the morning that Monique passed away, you know, I'm laying in her bed, and, um. I'm laying right there next to her and I'm just watching the monitors go down and you know her uh heart rate and everything going down and stuff and I'm just hugging on her and I'm kissing on her and everybody I mean man I had we had so many people there. I mean we had two rooms. They gave us two rooms because of all the family and friends that would come in and um and so I'm I'm there just Kissing her cheeks and everything, just kissing on her, kissing on her, and of course I'm crying. I'm hugging her. Everybody's around doing the same, and and 6:30, uh, and uh, the monitor just went, you know, flatlined, and she came, you know, her heart rate, you know, everything. There was no more, and um, my husband comes around. <laughs> Probably could have turned around and socked him. It's how I felt. But he came around, hugged me, whispered in my ear, and said, praise him. Who does that? Came around and he said, praise him. My daughter's heart had just stopped beating like seconds. And he came around me and whispered in my ear, and he said, praise him. Well, the only thing I was able to move was my shoulders, and I said, I don't want to. Took me a really long time to figure out what he meant by that, like, why he said that. Like, why would you say that? Like, why would you? Took me a while to have that understanding, church, on why he said that. He said for me to praise him because our daughter was in no more pain. She was with her long, beautiful hair dancing and twirling. That's how Pastor Maria seen her. And she was dancing before the Lord with her voice of triumph, praising Jesus for her healing because that's what happened. She was healed, and that's why he said, praise him, because she was healed. Not the way we wanted it, of course. It's not our way, but it's God's way. Amen? She was healed, and that's why he came and told me, praise him. That's why he said, I know someone who actually did that, you know, and, 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 yeah, it was my hubby back there. You see, church, we had every right to throw in the towel to give up, to give up on God, give up on ourselves, give up on our marriage. Or at least we thought we had a right to, amen, to give up on our family. But then what? Monique would encourage her dad. You know, he would, she would encourage him. He would, he was, you know, when he was in prison writing him letters Dad, you need to get saved. Jesus loves you. You need to go to church. And, you know, even before he went in, you know, she would trick him into coming into church, you know. She, you know, that was her form of encouraging him, you know, like, oh, you're going to get to church. You know, you're going to serve God, you know. But that's what she did for him. That's what she did for all of us, you know. Because she went when she did. God knew that it was the right time that we were going to be strong enough, you know, for it. But just imagine that. I mean, I—I I mean, sometimes when I think about it now, <clears throat> depending on where I'm at that day, I could either get upset or I just start crying like, man, he really said to praise him, you know. And, uh, and, and it trips me out because then it took me, like I said, it took me a while to figure out like, you know, me. I'm a late reaction or late, you know, like thought process. You know, it takes me a while. It's been 11 years, church. You know, and it took me, it took me a while to, to realize, man, he said to praise him because of this reason, you know, which I thank God for because um, that right there is awesome. I think that was probably like, you know, no matter how long it's been, you're going to go through your little moments of healing. You think you could be done. You think you could be healed. You think, and then something will happen, and then you'll cry about it. You'll get mad about it or, or whatever it may be. And then you're like, let me take a breath, because I got through that one, too, you know? Psalms 30, verse 4 through 5 says, and this one, this is what got me through it a lot, was sing, sing to the Lord, all you godly ones. Praise his holy name, for his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may last through the night, but joy comes in the morning. Verse 11, 12 says, you have turned my morning into joyful dancing, You have taken away my clothes of mourning and clothed me with joy. That I might sing praises to you and not be silent. Oh, Lord, my God, I will give you thanks forever. Amen, church? It doesn't necessarily mean that it's death. It could be anything that you guys have gone through. It could be your type of mourning, but he's going to turn it. He's going to turn it around, church. He's going to turn it around, and that joy is going to come. It may not be tomorrow, it may not be tonight, but it's coming, and that's the promise that God has given us, that that joy is coming, that the joy of the Lord is our strength, amen, that he's coming, that weeping is only going to last for that moment. Will it come again? Probably. Yes, it will, because I've gone through, you know, many things after. But I, I look at that scripture, and that scripture has been like, what do you call it, like, My mantra, you know, like that's weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Hold on to that. Hold on to that, sis, because it's only for a moment. God's going to get you through it, and God's going to get us through it. Amen. That I might sing praises and not be silent. Don't be silent, church. Come on, we have a voice. God has given us a voice. Everything that we have gone through or that we go through, <clears throat> we're using our voice. Amen? We're using our voice. So many things that we're going to go through, we continue to press in and press through at church. We need to be pushing, pushing through. Every day, like I said, encourage yourselves. We got to encourage us, you know, Bring an encouraging word. Wake up that morning and be like, man, Jesus loves you and he's marching with you. He's going before you. He's there at work waiting for you, you know? Speak life. Speak life. We can speak defeat or victory. I choose victory. I've been going through some stuff the last, probably like the end of last year, beginning. And a lot of it was speaking defeat, you know, speaking defeat in me, you know, and, and, and to myself, and nobody really knew. My husband had no clue. It took me a while till I finally opened up to Pastor Maria, and, you know, and, and, and why? Why? Why did I have to wait so long? You know, I want victory in my life, I want victory. In my marriage, I want victory in my kids, I want victory in my home, I want victory in my church, I want victory in my brothers and sisters. Amen, church? Come on, that's what we want. Amen? Come on, that's what we want for ourselves. We want victory. For our unsaved loved ones, we want victory. And we claim victory every day. We claim victory over them, we claim life over them. Amen? We can speak death or we could receive life. I choose life, amen? What do you guys want? What do you want, church? Are we gonna shout with the voice of triumph? Are we? Are we gonna shout with the voice of praise? Or are we gonna be silent? Are we gonna be silent in those times? Pastor said, are we inviting people? Are we sharing God at church? Are we sharing Jesus? That's being silent. You know, shouting a voice of, of, of triumph and praise is not always like, ah, you know, no. It's saying, man, Jesus has got me through something. Girl, you don't even know what I went through right now. Or man, that person got me upset, but nope, I didn't let him get to me. You know, I didn't say anything. I kept my mouth shut on that one. That's getting victory. That's still using your voice, right? That's still using your voice. Amen, church? So I pray that tonight that we make that choice to use our voice to praise Him, to use our voice to shout the victory, to use our voice to tell others what Jesus has done and what he could do for them, amen? To use our voice to what God is calling us to do. Amen, church? Let's all stand up tonight. Jesus.